0: This week, my guest is Tom, a sexual health advocate and trustee of the Saving Lives charity. We recorded this in the before times, so feel free to listen along and reminisce about a world where consenting adults could touch one another. I should add a warning about a couple of brief mentions of substance abuse and, well, I probably wouldn't listen to this one while eating if I were you. But then, if I were you, I'd have already signed up at patreon.com forward slash probably true to support this amazing podcast. Meaningful look. Either way, enjoy. This is Probably True. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. Okay, so
1: it's Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I am very, very hungover. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, we make the best decisions when we're hungover and horny. So I went on to Yellow Facebook. That's an interesting
0: name for Grindr.
1: It's Yeah, for Yellow Facebook or Grin Doctor. So on Yellow Facebook, very horny, very hungover, very sleepy, like at this point, almost anything will do. And this really attractive guy popped up and said, are you free? swapped some pictures sort like what i saw he said i'm at and then gave me his dress and i knew it's a really 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 scuzzy high-rise council building and i said like, maybe not So I put my phone down for a bit and i'm having a, a my eighth cup of coffee and he messages again sends some more pictures to me his friend and his friend is also very attractive i was like, fine fuck it let's do it so had a quick shower headed over walked up to this council building that smelled like piss the elevator didn't work it was like What are you doing, Thomas? What are you doing, Thomas? What are you doing, Thomas? So it's fine. I'll just go in. We'll have a quick shag. I'll come home and have another shower. Just a Sunday morning. Just a Sunday morning. And got there and he answered the door and he seemed very nice if a little wired. Okay. Was he as attractive as you thought he was going to be? He was just as attractive as he was in the pictures, which was a pleasant surprise. Always good. Yeah. And he seemed nice a little wired. I thought maybe he just had a lot of coffee like I had. I was jittering all over the bloody place and went in and his friend was there and his friend was also just as attractive in the pictures so this was good and I was like, okay, so, you know, let's get to it <laughs> and as I sit down for a minute first I was like, all right, we're just finishing a drink I like, and I noticed them putting pipettes of things in their drinks so I was like, oh, okay and that's the moment I should have probably gone home but I thought, no, I'll just wait it out I don't have to have any, you know, I'm, I'm no interest in having any but, you know, they do what they please they'll have their drink, we'll get on with it and then the doorbell went, and then another person turned up. <laughs> and they said, could you get the door? So at this point, I've only been there five <laughs> minutes. I've watched them taking drugs. And I'm like, I'm answering somebody's door. So let this guy in, who is a nice-looking guy. see. So he came in, and before he sat down, he had a, a bag of powder. I was like, what are you doing,
0: Thomas? What have you got yourself into? What have into? you got
1: yourself into? So I was like, let's see where this goes. <laughs> It's was probably still a bit drunk. Because you're there now. I'm there now. And there are three very attractive men, two of which are in their underwear. Um, oh, you missed that detail oh, out. yeah, yeah. OK. But, yeah. The two that were already there were in some very nice underwear and the one that just arrived was snorting some powder and taking his clothes off. I thought, well, let's see where this goes. So I sat down and then they're chatting. And by this point, another sort of 20 minutes has passed. And they asked if I'd make them a cup of tea. So I'm um, now in their kitchen... Making a round of tea for everyone that's arrived. Whilst I'm making the tea, the doorbell goes again and somebody else turns up. Did they ask you to wear a little French made out It was feeling like that. Yeah. Oh, so, so f- I was like, fine, I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go home in a minute. I will forget to Once something, you've should, made them the, once tea. I've made the tea. I was I've like, <laughs> started making the tea now, it would be rude not to. I will make, I will finish making the tea. One well, number two. Um and then this I is will so
0: British. I will I
1: mean, give them their cups of tea and then I will head home and just have a wank that and sounds sensible yeah. right. so i take the, the cup of tea through to the living room set them down on the coffee table at which point the first the guy who invited me over starts undoing my trousers all right and proceeds to, you know me off and you know i'm like hurrah something is finally happening you know i've only been here in an hour i've answered the door i've made people tea i'm finally getting a blowjob a very proficient blowjob excellent you know enjoying myself and then everyone else joins in, and it's, it starts. He is, yes, finally a, a decent, you know, what? There's five people there. At this point, you know. It's, it, and then, <laughs> okay, this the next bit gets a bit gross. This one, the, the guy who invited me over says he wants us all to fuck him. So it's like excellent, good. I'm I'm down for this. He's very attractive, got a great arse. The first guy starts fucking him because he's on G. He can't get hard, so it's like trying to push jelly through a letterbox. He finally gets it in, says he's not enjoying it, pulls out, and the guy shots oh. all over the living room floor. At which point, they looked at me. <laughs> I think the implication was, could you grab some towels? And I grabbed my trousers and walked out the front door. Wow. Pulling on my clothes in the hallway as I walked down the floor. <laughs> and I deleted Grindr for about a month after I'm that. I'm not surprised that it's <laughs> enough to put you off men, let alone Grindr. It was possibly the single least sexy moment of my entire oh. life. I made tea, I answered doors, I watched a man shot, and I only got half a blowjob.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was a good half a blowjob. I've had full blowjobs that weren't as proficient as that one there sounded. There are some bad blowjobs. Oh, so many.
1: What's with teeth? People use teeth.
0: You come away feeling like when you have a Sunday dinner and you have to peel the carrots. <laughs> I come away feeling
1: like that. Like One of my friends and I went to a sex club in Birmingham called Bolts, and this friend is quite partial to a glory hole. I was chatting up some guy at the bar, and he said, I'm going to glory holes back in, you know, 15. Fab. I'm at the bar chatting around, and I hear a scream from the dark room. I go in, and my friend is there with his bloody cock in his hand. Apparently, the guy had got a bit overexcited with his teeth and, like, torn the uh, my friend's frenulum. Oh. And there's blood everywhere. Oh. So my fun Sunday at the sex club turned into me wrapping my friend's cock in blue roll shoving it back in his trousers and getting us an Uber to the hospital. Lovely. Yeah. Gay sex is so
0: glamorous. Oh, mine's just gone back in. That's horrible. (laughs) Back to this group thing. Did you hear from any of them again?
1: Yes, so the guy who messaged me first, to invite me in the first place, did message me a few months later once I'd reinstalled the app. So I (laughs) deleted the app, like, on the way home. I was like, the fuck am I doing? (laughs) So, yeah, he messaged me a few months later and he asked if, you know... I had any pictures, and I booked for meeting, and he did not remember me one job, which I'm kind of pleased about. I guess it, it, from his point of view, I was never involved in the car crash that was that after that Sunday morning. Sorry, Even so so it people forget people, it, it happens. It's true. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad that he'd forgotten me, and I was I was very happy to hit the block button when that came around <laughs> the second time.
0: Oh, but I just. Yeah. I mean, what was going through your head when you were making tea and answering doors and things? I
1: was very, very hungover. My penis had not gone down for about four hours. And there were several very attractive men in underwear in the living room that were going to have sex with me. I said, I'll just get the cup of tea out of the way. I'll just get the answering the door out of the way. I'll just get this out of the way, you know. I, and, you know, then there will be sex. And then the, the, the sex was the disaster. But yeah, it, it 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 is kind of sad, and I appreciate it. it's kind of. But the, sometimes when you're horny, anything will do at that point, especially when a very attractive, muscled man in very tight underwear invites you over. I'm like, yeah, that will do nicely. I mean, we're all suckers for a literally for for a good-looking man in nice underwear.
0: It's true. I've uh... yeah. <laughs> I just oh, I, I can I can see myself in a similar situation, just kind of like. So I end up at parties washing glasses, oh refilling God. the snacks because same it saves having to deal with people.
1: I went to a house party not too long ago, and I, I crashed over on the sofa because it was in Richmond, and I was I live in North East London. I woke up in the morning, filled the dishwasher, ran the vacuum cleaner around, wow, tidied up generally. I was waiting for them to wake up. It was eleven thirty at that point. And I was like. Twelve thirty. by the time i'd finished cleaning i should let myself out <laughs> do you think they were just hiding in a bedroom waiting for all the, no- the cleaning noises to stop <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> to be fair yeah if you think back to when you're a kid and your mum tried to wake you up with a vacuum cleaner or mm. cleaning noisily yeah i've become my mother
0: bless your That's sweet terrifying. self <laughs> so after all of this what made you re-download grinder in the first place again.
1: Well, my my life and my role has changed somewhat since the days. I now work for a sexual health and HIV charity. Okay. So my presence on Grindr is more of a sexual health information and advice role rather than a, a shag role.
0: Right. Um, but still not making tea and answering the door for people who I, are too high to do it themselves.
1: I prefer not to these days. You that know, I've got sense, people yeah. to do that for me. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Take them with you next time. <laughs> the staff. So I quite frequently get People messaging me with queries about sexual health. You know, I've done this. Is this a risk for HIV? Or I've done this and I'm having these symptoms. And I'm happy to help and signpost them to services. Occasionally, I will get a picture of some discharge, for oh. example, or an anal wart. Oh. Which is always a, a fun thing to open your phone to. And I, I'm there in a, in a work capacity, so I, I get it. I'd rather they asked, if can I send you a picture of my using penis before they send it, but here we are and again i'm happy to help and i direct them to services or whatever but so many times like literally half an hour later i'll get so do you want to hook up i'm like no no i do not i have just seen pea soup coming out the end of your cock you shouldn't be having sex with anybody for the next 14 days after treatment let alone me I have given you advice in a professional capacity. It would now be... I'm sorry, it's, it's unethical for me to have mm. sex
0: with you now. Goodbye. Take your stanky cock <laughs> and go.
1: <laughs> like, no no shade for anyone who's gone STI. You've had good sex, you, you you got it from having fun, but, you know,
0: yeah you know
1: put it away until the treatment's finished.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely no shame when it comes to STIs. I've had loads. Oh, haven't we all? Yeah, well then I'm a massive slag. So, but, I used to be. Yeah, bless you, you married now, you've settled down. I know, I'm boring these days. <laughs> yeah. Are you tired of listening to the same
1: playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover
0: the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homoground. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. What are you waiting for? Visit Homoground.com or search Homoground
1: on your favorite podcast app. Same ground, different sound,
0: you're on Homoground. PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Was there ever a point where you thought you could see your life Going to a point where you were on Grinder, handing out sexual health advice and looking at manky willies, rather than actually on there to get seen to.
1: Um, this is me, so probably yes. I'm the kind of person that turns up to sex parties, ends up opening front doors and making cups of tea for people. You I, make a good point. Or cleaning up at house parties. Like I, 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 I like helping. So <laughs> I kind of. Have, Taking the, the, the platform of grinder to its ultimate conclusion for Tom as where I'm helping people rather than, you know, getting my own rocks off.
0: You're the Mary Poppins of chill-outs.
1: I am, you know. Mm. I do have a, a lovely handbag.
0: Is um, it particularly spacious? It is. Oh, dear.
1: Well, you've got to carry everything with you. So, But, yeah, I as you said, you know, I'm, I'm settled down now. I've got a partner. I've got a dog. So my, my, my needs for grinder have changed. And the charity I work for, Saving Lives, is trying to reach people in new ways so being on grinder and scruff etc is kind of a, a useful way of doing it you certainly speak to people who have never been to a sexual health clinic in their lives before really oh yeah wow. a lot of people ask me advices i've never been tested for hiv is probably the most common one so where, where can i do it and i'm like you are 38 and your profile name is xxlbb cock you're like how have you never been tested before wow but any um I'd any holes a goal. Well, it is, but not the, that's not the phrase I was reaching for. Any
0: port in a storm. Yeah, better um, late,
1: better late than never. Better late than never. That's probably the right <clears> one. <throat> I'm not any holes of goal.
0: I mean, it is. Oh my god. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your
1: charity. So saving life is based in Birmingham, mm-hmm. or, although we have a, a national reach, and I, I am based in London. Um, we uh, promote testing of sexual health infections. Um, HIV and other bloodborne viruses via postal testing kits. So mm-hmm. it's finger prick test and then five spots on a dry blood card, um, and you just post it back to us, and we give you the results. Cool, free of charge. My role is social media and community engagement. So it's Twitter, Facebook, Grinder, Scruff, Tinder, Hornet, like all those. Ugh. I spend a lot of my day on cruising apps, not cruising. It's, oh, it, it takes it is, the fun out of it. It is, but it, it, I enjoy it. You know, like I say, talk to unusual people. And a lot of people whose English isn't their first language, I love typing on Google Translate and (laughs) typing into Criter. But I do enjoy it and I get to meet interesting people and I do see a lot of Willys, most of them very unattractive and Mm. unwell, unfortunately. But then
0: it's good that they've got someone to turn to in those kind of situations.
1: If you work in sexual health, everyone's got uh, an amazing story or several. My colleague um, Naomi, Dr. Naomi, who's the E4 sex clinic doctor with the Master Hair. Okay, lovely lady. We we're at a TV show recently, and in the interview, she said that she had a patient jizz up her arm recently. Oh, she said, you know, it's normal in clinic when people get hard when they're being examined because they're embarrassed and one of the embarrassed um, sort of reflexes is actually to get hard. Okay, and this guy was an older gentleman. He, um, she was inspect, you know, inspecting him, and he just kept saying, "I'm gonna wee I'm gonna wee and then shot a load up her arm. Wow, bless him. Do these things happen? But it's a distressing image. Everybody in sexual health has a an odd
0: story like that. I love it. Um, did you say that your your postal testing is you is all over the UK? Anyone in the UK can order a test.
1: Yeah, anyone mainland UK. So oh, no. England, Scotland, Wales. So if you go to takeatestuk.com mm-hmm. and to check out, use voucher code save seventeen. S A V E seventeen. And that'll get you a free testing kit um, and you just post it back to us. We process it at Public Health England and we'll text your results if it's negative or give you a call if it's positive.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then kind of go, hey, you need to go and talk to these nice people at your local clinic or Yeah, so there.
1: because we're part of the NHS, we have the ability to redirect you to your nearest clinic and if necessary, even make you an appointment for that clinic. So, oh, that's handy. Yeah, it, it, it helps link people in better. So a lot of people will get a positive home testing kit result and then not do anything about it because they don't know where to go um, and they're
0: maybe they're embarrassed but yeah i suppose there's a lot of shame around actually ringing up and going hello i've been told i've got gonorrhea or whatever i need to come in and see you oh that's really that's really good that's really handy
1: and we also do work around um you calls you and prep so trying to get that message out those
0: people is there a message we can get out there
1: i suppose when it comes to talking about Talking to uh, men who have sex with men on Grindr, the one I talk about most is U equals U and PrEP. Because they're such new messages, and because they're new messages, they haven't got a lot of coverage yet. And they're also quite clinically, scientifically termed messages. So U U, undetectable equals untransmittable. That means if you are HIV positive, like me, you're on treatment and you have an undetectable viral load, you cannot transmit HIV. To another person, So sexually you cannot pass HIV on, you can't pass it on if you're a mother who's pregnant, so marvellous. But the, the term undetectable equals untransmittable is very clinical and if English isn't your first language or perhaps you just haven't got a great grasp of scientific terms. It, yeah. It's a so, lot of long words. It is. So a THT coined can't pass it on, which we quite, quite like, or hashtag zero risk. The other one is PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is another catchy name uh, which is a a pill that HIV negative people can take to prevent themselves from acquiring HIV you can take it either daily or you can take it event-based which is uh, two pills before you have sex and then basically two pills 24 hours apart after you have sex if you schedule your sex if you schedule sex and so I usually don't recommend event-based dosing to people unless they do very infrequently have sex or they have scheduled sex um if you want best protection, I take it daily because you're always prepared.
0: Yeah, I've heard of people. I think there was one guy I spoke to in Manchester who him and his boyfriend don't play around much. So they don't, like very rarely. So they don't they're not on it mm-hmm. um, because they just make sure that whoever else they have sex with, they, they use a condom. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to Berlin for a week. So we've both started on prep this week. So next week we can do what we want and not have to worry. And I'm like, that's yeah. actually quite... It's quite yeah, it's sensible. another
1: method we talk about. It's called the holiday method. Yeah. It's unsurprisingly, yeah. So you, you start taking it a week before you you have a period of high risk, such as a holiday, um, and then you continue for a week after your holiday.
0: Good thinking. So yeah. a week before, all the way while you're on holiday, and yeah. then a week when you get back. Yeah.
1: But um, the, the the message I talk about a lot, especially online, is that there's no such thing as a bad HIV test result. Um, there isn't. If you test negative, obviously that's great because you are HIV negative. You know that now. And you can take steps to protect yourself. You can condoms, prep, you equals you, and you can get on with your life. If you are positive, that's also a good result because you now know that you're HIV positive, which you did not before. And you can get on life-saving treatment, which is free on the NHS. Um, And you live just as long as anybody else, um, and you can't pass on HIV once you're on treatment. The only bad result is not knowing your HIV status because those are the people, unfortunately, that are passing on HIV. Almost... All HIV infections in the UK come from people who think they're HIV negative.
0: And, yeah, so you're passing it on to other people and you're also... Getting ill. Yeah, because you're not treating it.
1: Or you could just do a single finger prick test every six months and... No, but... People. Just people. Just people, you know. What a bunch of bastards. (laughs) We have been to cruising grounds and sex clubs with our testing kits before. Get some interesting reactions... Some of the people are all for it, and some people are like, how dare you talk about safer sex when I'm having sex? You'd think that would be the place. Yeah, I mean, we don't. obviously we don't go up to people mid-fucking-go, excuse me, you wearing a condom. Can can, <laughs> can you pull out a second while I pop one on? Like, we just... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's... Can I hand you a pamphlet while you're in the sling? <laughs> no, which just, you know... They our, need something
0: to read while they're laid there. We're
1: there at the bar, and, you know, with our, with our pull-up stand and our, our, our kits and stuff. Sometimes we buy you a free drink for people to get tested, so that's nice yeah. yeah everyone likes a free drink
0: does it help well the free drink helps it, obviously but does the does the testing help have you helped people
1: yeah well a lot of people we test in sex clubs again don't necessarily come to clinic a lot of people that go to sex clubs are people that aren't um openly out as gay or by to the wider community so that's why they're at sex club because they they can't go on gr- grinder, for example, in case somebody sees them. They can't hang around in the, the brightly lit, beautiful glass gay bars like Rupert Street or whatever because someone might see them. If they're not going to go to a gay bar, they're certainly not going to turn up at a sexual health clinic because somebody might see them. So th- we try to go to the interesting places like Bolt uh, Bolts and Bolt 139 or reach them on grinder. try and get them, get kits in their hands. It's good thinking. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I can go to all the fun places And you get paid to be on Grinder. I do That's amazing I mean, yeah
1: One of the other charities I work for Goes to Cruising Grounds a lot Handing out condoms and lube and um, advice And they have a rule that You can go back to Cruising Grounds And meet clients But you have to leave 72 hours between your last shift um, um, When you go there personally Which I think is a fair rule Because um, you're less likely to bump into your colleagues And <laughs> the d- different people will probably likely be there so.
0: That's true and I suppose they're less likely to remember you as well. Yeah. You can't be like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> let, me ju-
1: let me just take off my testing t-shirt yeah. and put on a harness.
0: <laughs> so if people wanted to get in touch with you and couldn't find you near them on the apps, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: So You can find me on Twitter as at Positive or you can visit my website beyondpositive.org and my contact details are on there.
0: That was probably true the multi-award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. It was designed to remind all of my queer siblings that we are none of us alone. You can find links, transcripts of every episode, and all that good stuff at probablytruepodcast.com. If you enjoyed or found value in anything you've heard today, you can support the show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials.